Thank you for tuning in to our North Point Community Church podcast. Wherever you are in your faith journey, we pray that as you listen to this message, you will be encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at ncc.team. Pray. Father, God, I pray in the next few moments, God, that, uh, that you would do what only you can do. God, I pray that you would expand our vision. I pray that you would expand our faith. I pray that you would expand us in this year of expansion. God, thank you for what you're doing and uh, what you're continuing to do in us and through us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, as you uh, know, through 2018 in our year of expansion, every first Wednesday, um, that has been the theme for our first Wednesday services. We've been talking about how do you expand your capacity? How do you expand your faith? How do you expand your vision? These are some of the things that we have been talking through. And, and last week, we, we talked about expanding our capacity uh, in the context of the fact that God wants to enlarge our future. Right? That's what God said uh, through uh, the prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, I have a future for you, right? I have a hope for you. It is good and it is prosperous. That's what I have in store for you. We know that God has uh, a future for us and God is always trying to enlarge our future, but our responsibility is to make sure that we are expanding our capacity in such a way that we can fit into the enlarged future that God has in store for us. And uh, we need to expand our capacity in, when it comes to our faith and when it comes to our courage and when it comes to wisdom and perseverance and maturity and strength. We need to expand our capacities. And, uh, and then also last month, we, we talked about the gap. Uh, we, we talked about that there is a gap between where we are today and where God is calling us. There's always a gap. There's going to be a gap for the rest of your life. You will never fully arrive at everything. There's a gap. But how do we fill that gap? We fill that gap with the growth mindset. We fill that gap with aggressive action. We fill that gap with personal accountability. That's how you will move from one place to the next in every area of your life, every season of your life. If you have a growth mindset that I can grow, I can develop, I can improve, I can get better, it's it's, not, it's just not, I'm not stuck with who I am today. I can grow in every area of my life. I have that growth mindset, and then I take aggressive action, right? I'm going to take aggressive action in this. I, I'm going to say, hey, let's go for it. Let, let, let's try it. Let's do it. I'm going to have aggressive action, and then I have some personal accountability, somebody holding me to it. That's how I always close the gaps in my life. God is always calling me up. The gap closes through these three things. And so we know that God uh, is calling us into that future, always calling us into that future, always calling us into that future. So therefore, we are constantly having to expand the capacity within us. And and tonight, I want to talk to you about expansion through tension, expansion through tension. And you know, it would be nice if if I could say, you know what I want to talk to you about tonight? I want to talk to you about expansion through ease. You know, they'd be like, amen, preach pastor. You know, but unfortunately, unfortunately, you don't get to expand through ease. You, You expand through tension. We all know it to be true. We grow more in the difficult moments than we do the easy moments. We know that uh, you know, if you go to the gym and you leave and you're not hurting when you woke up in the morning, you probably didn't do very much while you was there. 
You know, we, we would go to the gym, Destiny left. I can tell these kind of stories. We would go to the gym, and, and Destiny would be on the treadmill. And, and, and man, I'm telling you, she, she, would, she would be walking so slow that a ladybug could have been on the treadmill keeping up. But, but, but what she was doing, she was just watching TV. You know what I mean? They had the TV there, and it would, I mean, I would look over there, it would be like on 1.2. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, 1.2? I mean, and, and I would reach over there while she wasn't paying attention. I would, I would crank her a little speed up, you know? And she'd be walking, and she'd be, she would be so into the show, she wouldn't even realize. And she'd be walking and walking, and then she's about to fall. She's like, what are you doing? Why did you do that to me? I was like, well, I'm just, you know, we're in here to work out. You could have stayed upstairs and watched t- television, you know? We, we're trying to improve some things, but it would be nice if we could improve through ease, but that doesn't happen. We grow through tension. We, we experience expansion through tension. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 9. We're going to read a few verses, and uh, I'm going to give you just a, a, a few things to think about, and then we're going to dismiss tonight. Luke chapter 9, going uh, into verse 10, it says, uh, when the apostles returned, uh, Jesus had, had sent out the 12 disciples. When, when they returned to him, they told Jesus everything that they had done. Then he slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethsaida. But the crowds found out where he was going, and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God and healed those who were sick. Late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, Send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so that they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. But Jesus said, You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there were about 5,000 men there. Jesus replied, tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. So the people all sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, looked toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Tonight, I want to talk to you about three ways that we can experience tension that creates expansion. Three ways that we can all experience tension in our life that will create expansion in our lives. And the first way that we can experience tension is when life messes with your plan. (laughs) How many of you know you can experience tension whenever life messes with your plan? I mean, you had it all figured out. You had it mapped out. You knew exactly what it was going to look like. And all of a sudden, life happened. And life started messing with your plan. It's exactly what we see here in the text because Jesus had sent the 12 disciples away and he had, he had sent them away with power and authority and he had sent them away to preach the gospel and cast out demons and heal the sick. And they return from this adventure and they return all excited and they're telling Jesus about everything that has happened. And the scripture says that, that Jesus was slipping quietly away with his disciples so that they could get some rest 
That sounds like a good idea, man. It sounds like they, they've got a great plan. It's a solid plan. It's probably uh, needed and, and very necessary. But expansion doesn't always happen just when a plan is accomplished. Expansion can also happen when a plan is demolished. It's not just when it all works out the way that I think it's going to work out and I achieve everything that I want to achieve and my plans accomplish that I will grow. No, no, no. Many times, many times we will expand and grow and develop not just when the plan is accomplished, but when the plan is demolished. It's exactly what we see here in the text because they thought they were going to get away for a little R&R. They just had months of, uh, of difficult ministry out there preaching and praying, doing all of these things. They come back. Jesus says, man, let's just, let's just quietly slip away. But the crowd figured out where they were going. And so when they got to their, to their little uh, vacation spot, all of a sudden there are thousands of people waiting on them there. And what was going to be a little time away didn't turn out to be a little time away. What was just going to be the 12 and Jesus for some fried fish and hush puppies around the campfire turned out to be a big party because there's a whole lot of people that showed up that were not supposed to be there. And when life messes with your plans, we will always feel the tension. We will always feel the tension. And your response to that tension will determine whether you develop and expand or whether you begin to move in the wrong direction. What is your response to that tension? Whenever life messes with your plan, what is your response? Now, now I, I, it's talking about we here in the beginning of the text, that Jesus and the disciples, that they were going. And then whenever it says they saw all the people, it says that Jesus welcomed the people, okay? It went from we to he, all right? So in my mind, I'm thinking the other 12 weren't quite as excited about the crowd, were not quite as moved with compassion. And so they had to drop the we off in the scripture and say, well, it was really just Jesus that had compassion. And it was really just Jesus that welcomed them. And it was just Jesus that I wanted something to do with them because we really didn't. It, it, it was just him. He, he, he was moving in that direction, which is a powerful thing that teaches us because in this moment of tension, Jesus moved in one direction. And we, we are made to think that maybe the disciples did not move in that direction. Because after all, it's just a few hours pass. And then they're like, hey, can we send these people away now? We've been nice long enough, okay? I'm so glad that you got to love on them and teach with them, have all compassion for them, but they're kind of messing up our plan right now. Can we just send them away so they can get some food, send them away so they can get lodging? You see, they, they, they were just a little upset because their plan got messed up. Has anybody ever felt like the disciples? Just, just a little upset. You know, there's some common emotions that we, that we can experience whenever our plans don't work. Sometimes we can experience fear from uncertainty because it didn't look like I thought it was going to look like. It didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to turn out. Now I'm afraid because I, I wasn't planning for this and the uncertainty and the unknown can create some unmatched fears within me. Another common emotion when things don't work out is anger. We can get angry because it's inconvenient. I wasn't planning on dealing with thousands of people. I wasn't planning on having to do it. And I can get angry because it's inconvenient. I, I thought my day was going to look like this. I thought my week was going to look like this. I thought my life was going to look like this. And now my life is filled with things that are inconvenient because I didn't have them in the plan. And now I'm angry that my plans are messed up. Another common emotion 
that we can have when plans don't work out is that we can, we can begin to move into to despair, and we can get into despair because of the difficulty. It's difficulty that I was not anticipating. It's difficulty that I was not expecting. I did not go looking for this trouble. This trouble came and knocked on my door. And because I'm dealing with difficulty that I was not expecting, I can begin to sink in despair. And this is how we get to hopelessness. We can get to hopelessness because we've lived so long in despair from the difficulty that we're facing because life's not working the way that I thought it was going to work. And so now I'm hopeless because I say, oh, here we go again. Here it is. It's all falling apart again. It was unexpected again. It did not turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out again. And my despair can lead me to hopelessness. Another common uh, uh, emotion is that we can begin to uh, live in anxiety. We can begin to live in anxiety because of the adversity. I I didn't think I was going to have to talk to all these people. I didn't think I was going to be a buffet line for all these people. I didn't think that I was going to have to do this. This was not my expectation. And I can begin to be overwhelmed with anxiety and worry because I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to say. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to move forward. I don't know whether to go back because I'm dealing with adversity that I was not anticipating. And, and it can create so much anxiety. And so we can deal with all of these emotions, anger and fear and anxiety and hopelessness and despair, we can feel all of these emotions whenever our plan gets messed up. But when life messes with your plans, you, you really have two choices. You can either groan or you can grow. That's, that's the two choices. You, you can either groan about it or you can grow through it. That's really the two choices you have. Whenever your plans get messed up, now I can tell you this, uh, groaning is easy, growing is difficult. It's easy to complain. It's hard to get your gain, right? We, we understand this. And so, so here we, 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 we understand what the disciples are facing. We understand life gets messed up. The plan gets messed up. Life happens. And we all have choices that we have to make. And when life messes up with your plan, the, the thing that makes it so difficult is that in those moments, you have to look hard for gratitude. When everything's going as planned, isn't it just so easy to be grateful? Isn't it just so easy to be thankful when, everything, when everything's just like you thought it would be? And man, you just walking on sunshine. Hey, hey. You know, I mean, you just, you, you just, you, you just living life just so, it's just so good. I mean, you're grateful for everything, but how many of you know whenever life happens and it messes up your plan, you got to do some hard looking for gratitude. Whenever, whenever life messes with your plan, you got to start searching for positivity. <laughs> you got to start searching because you know what? Everywhere around you, there's tons of negativity. But I know I can't live in negativity, so I got to find the positive. I got to search for the positive. And whenever, whenever I'm in these kind of situations, it, it's going to be hard to find. But it's always there if we look for it. When life messes up your plan, you have, to, you have to work for patience. You have to work for patience. When, when life messes up your plan, you got to fight to forgive. It's easy to hold a grudge. 
It's easy to live with resentment. It's easy to live in bitterness. You got to fight to forgive when it didn't, when the relationship didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go, when it didn't work out with that boss the way that I thought it was going to work out. I got to fight to forgive because it's difficult to forgive people when we have been wrong and we have to fight for it when whenever it didn't work out the way we thought it was going to work out. You know what else we got to do? We got to contend for perseverance. Because we get tired along the way, and we just want to say, man, I, I just, I quit. I, I, I give up. This is not worth it. It just seems like everywhere I go, every time I turn around, it's just not working out for me right now. And we have to contend for perseverance. And it is in this that we discover the tension as we are fighting to forgive, as we are contending for, uh, for perseverance, as we are doing all of these things to stay to stay on track, we, we experience this tension. And the Bible says this in the book of James in chapter 1, verse 3. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, we know when you use the word perseverance, that word is not used for something that is easy and quick. That word is used because it's going to take longer than you thought it was going to take, and it's going to be more difficult than you thought it was going to be. And he says, you got to let perseverance finish its work in you so that you can be mature and complete. So that tells me whenever life happens to my plan, I've got to stay in the fight and I've got to persevere. I've got to embrace that tension. I can't run from that tension. I can't quit in that tension. I can't go in the wrong direction in that tension. But when I feel the tension of life not working out the way that I thought it was going to, I have to say, wait a minute. God in this moment is doing something on the inside of me. And that work that he is doing by testing my faith, it is going to create a perseverance in me that is going to make me whole and complete. And I could not be whole and mature and complete without it. So I will embrace this tension for my expansion. Here's the second way that we can experience tension that creates expansion in our life, and that is when God messes with your potential. Life messes with your plan, and then God starts messing with your potential. That's what the Scripture says there in verse 12. It said, late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so that they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. But Jesus said, you feed them. Don't you hate it when God says, you feed them? <laughs> Don't you feel that tension when God says, you can be more than you're being right now. You can do more than you're doing right now. That tension whenever God says, there's more in you than you are letting out right now. And, and God begins to mess with your potential, and God comes down and he starts messing with the limitations 
that we have placed on our own lives, the limitations that we've placed on our own gifts, the limitations that we've placed on our own influence, and we put those limitations there, but, and the limitations may have been there for so long that we feel so, so at ease with them, so settled into them. You know, sometimes we, we feel limited by a label. Sometimes we feel limited by a stereotype. Sometimes we can feel limited by our past experiences. Sometimes we can feel limited by others' expectations. Sometimes we feel limited by our family history. Sometimes we feel limited by what we don't have. Sometimes we feel limited by what we don't know. And many times, just like the disciples, when God starts messing with our potential, we don't put our best foot forward. We put our best butt forward. Just like the disciples did. You feed them. Oh, it says, but, 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 but we, but we, but we only have five loaves and two fish. No, you feed them. But, but, but I've never had any experience like this before. But you feed them. Are you feed them? But, but, but I don't really know anybody that works in that field. You feed them. But, but I'm not really from a Christian family. No, you feed them. But I don't really have the connections or the education or these. No, you feed them. But, but it, it's, it's what we feel whenever we feel the tension and God is putting us in that place where, where he's messing with our potential and he's saying there's more in you than you know that is in you and I can do more through you than you ever believed I could do through you and we feel that tension and instead of putting our best foot forward and stepping into that future and saying God I believe that it is possible we put our best butt forward and we say but 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 God I, I only have five loaves and two fish he says are, are you expecting us <laughs> I love, I love it. Are you expecting us? I mean, I, I don't know if he said it with an attitude. I feel it with an attitude, you know. Are, are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for the whole crowd? I mean, is that, look, there's 5,000 men. There's fifteen to 20,000 people when you count the women and the children. I mean, there's no Uber Eats, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no on-the-go delivery. Like, it, 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 it's like, are you expecting us to go to walk into the, how many people is it going to, how much money is it going to take? Are you really expecting us to do this? I mean, but don't, isn't that what we do? God, who do you think I am? God, 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 how? How could I ever do something like that? How could I ever be a part of something like that? I'm just, I'm just a normal man. I'm just a normal woman. How could I ever participate in something like that? What do you mean, God? You feed them. Don't you see me? Don't you know me? Don't you know my past? Don't you know my family? And we put our best, our best butt forward because it is always the excuse that comes out of us in that moment why we can't but Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 320 this is what he says he says never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request 
your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination, he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. And Jesus is saying, no, you feed them. Because you just, don't, you just don't understand yet. You, you feed them because you don't understand what you are capable of. You feed them because you don't know what I can do through you. And that's the glory of the story is because it wasn't Jesus that went around and handed out all of the food and while the disciples were just sitting back. No, Jesus just took the food and he blessed it and he gave it out to the disciples and it was the disciples that took it around and kept passing it out and kept passing it out and kept passing it out out and they knew there was only five loaves and they knew it was only two fish and they just kept passing it out and kept passing it out and kept passing it out and kept passing it out you see it was it was them that were participating in the miracle and you see this is what happened is whenever God starts messing with your potential he always puts you in this place of tension you're saying there's more in you and you're like I don't I don't know they got to say, no, there's more in you, but, 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 no, there is more in you. It's tension, but you know what this tension does? This tension is not there to make you feel bad. The tension is not there to make, the quit, make you quit. You know what the tension is there for? The tension is there for your expansion. Because don't you know, after those 12 guys handed out all of that bread and all of that fish, don't you know by the time they got to the end of that crowd, their mind was like exploding. I mean, they were, they were the emoji, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they were just like, this is too much for me to be able to handle. I can't, why? Because the tension that they, they were experiencing led them to expansion. And that's what God does. He comes down and he starts messing with your potential. It's not to make you feel bad. It's not to make you feel ashamed. It's not to make you feel condemned because of what you haven't done. That, that's what people feel. That's not what God comes down to do. God comes down to open up our eyes to see what is possible. So we, we, we see here that uh, life messes with your plan. It creates the tension for expansion. God messes with your potential. Here's the last thing I want to share is that the miracle messes with your preconception. The miracle messes with your preconception because this is what the Scripture says there in verse 16. It says, Jesus took the five loaves and two fish. He looked up to heaven. He blessed them, breaking the loaves into pieces. He kept giving the bread uh, and fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Now, remember how this started. This started with them saying, we don't have enough food. Remember how this started. This started with them saying, we don't have enough money. Remember how this started. It started with them saying, we don't have enough time to go and get food and bring it back. But it ends with everyone eating all they wanted in 12 baskets of leftovers. 12 disciples and 12 baskets. I want you to see that for a moment. 12, 12, 12 big baskets and 12 disciples. Literally, they are carrying the tension for their expansion. 
They're literally carrying it away. After everything was fed, it's like it wasn't even just a moment. It wasn't even just handing it out like, wow, this was amazing. God made sure that there was enough left over that everybody would be carrying a basket. And they would literally be carrying the tension of expansion because what they were carrying challenged their preconception. Because they started with, it's not possible. That was their preconception, it's not possible. Their preconception was, you can't do that. Their preconception was, there's no way. Their preconception was, it's impossible. But, but their post-reception was, all things are possible. After they had received the miracle, after they had picked up the basket, after they had received that gift from God and they are carrying that basket around, their preconception was it's impossible, but they are carrying impossible in the basket. So it is no longer impossible if you are carrying it around in your basket. But what they are feeling in that moment is the tension that the miracle created. Tension creates and starts to mess with our preconceptions and hey Jesus walked on the water he healed the disease he opened the blind eyes opened the deaf ears turned the water into wine cast out demons multiplied meals raised the dead and then Jesus said this to his disciples he said I tell you this timeless truth the person who follows me in faith believing in me will do the same mighty miracles that I do even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my Father. And the miracle starts messing with your preconception. Because when you start with, oh, that's not possible. <laughs> and then you pick up and start carrying not possible around in your basket. You can't say it's not possible anymore. Now what you're left to deal with is the tension that the miracle created against your preconception. And we all have preconceptions about what we can do and what we can achieve and what we can accomplish and how God can use us. And you know what God wants to do with every one of those preconceptions? He wants to put some loaves and some fish in your basket and make you carry it around a little while. <laughs> There's some things that you say are impossible. Impossible. God says, no, it's not. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. All things are possible. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put impossible in your basket and I'll make you carry it around. So that you'll have to deal with that tension. Because that tension is where our expansion comes from. It's the tension that we experience with God that calls us, causes us to expand. God is challenging our preconceptions about what is possible. In 1954, Roger Bannister 
was the first person to run a mile in under four minutes. Up until 1954, they, they were literally, I, I was researching a little bit in what, what people were saying, and they were literally saying that it was physically impossible for a human being to run a four-minute mile. That's what, that it was documented like scientific human body will never be able to break the four-minute mile mark. In 1954, Roger Bannister runs a four-minute mile. Less than a month later, somebody does it for the second time. Ten years later, in 1964, a high school student ran a four-minute mile. You see, so many times God wants to challenge our preconception because we say it's just not possible. But after we have seen what we say is impossible become possible, after we have seen it happen, now we are experiencing the tension for expansion because we realize my preconception was off. Preconception was off. Roger Bannister ran that four-minute mile in 1954. And, and I looked, and I, I can't remember the exact number. It, it's, been, it's been done like hundreds of times now. H hundreds of times. Because what was impossible was proven possible. And it changed every runner's mentality. And it changed every runner's mindset. And you know what we see in the text? When the disciples experienced these miracles, they said, man, I thought it was impossible, but God made it possible. Whew. I, thought I, would I thought I would never be a part of something like this. But it wasn't just Jesus. He, he, he called me and he used me. And I was handed, I was a, I was a part of that. It was him. He, it was him. He blessed it, but it was him working through me. And, and, and I, I don't really know how it happened, but I encountered a miracle. And that miracle challenged my preconception about what was possible. And that's exactly what God wants to do in all of our lives. God wants to challenge the preconceptions that you have right now. Preconceptions about Him, preconceptions about yourself, preconceptions about your past, preconceptions about your future, preconceptions about what He can do in you and what He can do through you. All of the preconceptions that we have, and God wants to challenge those preconceptions so that we'll have to deal with that tension. Now, I don't know where you, you are today, and maybe you're experiencing that tension because life is messing with your plan right now. Maybe you never thought you would be in life where you are right now. Maybe you're in a job that you never thought you would be in because the last one worked out. I mean, you thought you were going to be there forever, and it, it didn't work out that way. Maybe you thought your whole life you were going to be a teacher, but you never couldn't pass the practice, and so now you're doing something else. You, but you thought your whole life, you thought your whole life, I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to be a teacher, and now, now you're, you're not a teacher, and life is messing with your plan. Maybe you knew at 
28, 30 years old, you knew you were going to be married, you knew you were going to have kids, and now here you are, 28, 30 years old, you're not married, no, no kids, it's not, it's not what you thought, and life is messing with your plan, and you are experiencing that tension. You see, it's your response to that tension that determines which direction you're going to move. What's going to be your response to that tension? It, it, it's there for a reason. Listen, it's there for a reason. The tension is there for your expansion. If you will let the tension do its work, it will expand you, it will develop you, and it will grow you. Maybe God's messing with your potential right now. Maybe, you, maybe, you got, maybe you're real comfortable with what you were doing. And I'm not even saying that you were not doing anything. Maybe, maybe you serve on one of our teams, you're faithful, but, but God, that's okay. If there's more in there, God's going to come down, he's going to mess with your potential. God's going to show up and say, oh, Tanzania mission trip. Hmm. You, you feed them. Huh? Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> Thanksgiving outreach, 7, 7.15 in the morning. God's saying, okay, you, that's you. That's you right there. God's saying it's time for you to lead a small group. You say, but God, I'm a greeter once a month. God, God, I'm a greeter once a month. I, I mean, I'm out there. If I've been faithful for 18 months, God, I've been so faithful. Out there, I greet, I smile, I wave, I do everything. And God's saying, no, 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 no. You, you feed them. I'm, 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 I'm messing with your potential right now. Because you're comfortable where you are. I'm messing with your potential. God comes down and he messes with your potential. And you start feeling that tension. And it's uncomfortable. God saying, you can be more than you're being. You can do more than you're doing. I know because I put more in you. I know what's in you. The disciples had it in them to feed. The 15, 20,000, they had it in them. That's why Jesus said, you feed them. Because if they couldn't have done it, he wouldn't have told them. And, and he, he knows, he knew what was possible. He knew what, what, what could work through their hand. God knows what can work through you. And so he says, hey, I'm going to come down. I'm going to mess with your potential right now. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. You might even get a little mad at God for a little while. If anybody's ever been there before, like, God, get your hands off of me right now. And God comes down and he starts messing with your potential. And he makes you uncomfortable. But he's making you uncomfortable for your expansion. Maybe today you're face-to-face -face with some miracles. Maybe you're on the doorstep of some miracles. Maybe you haven't even experienced them yet, but you're going to experience some miracles here in the coming days, the coming weeks, the coming months. You're, you're, on, you're on the doorstep of these things. And that miracle is going to mess with you. Oh, it's not going to be, yay, look at what God did. This is awesome. No, it's going to mess with you. It's going to wake you up in the middle of the night and it's going to mess with you because you're going to say, if God could do that, what else could he do? It's going to mess with you driving down the road because you're going to think to myself, man, if God could open that door, what other doors could God open? You'll wake up at 3 a.m. and you'll say, man, if God healed that relationship, what else could God heal in my life? The miracle starts messing with you and you start feeling that tension and the tension is for your expansion. Because God's got a future and a hope and 
God is enlarging that future. And all he's wanting you to do is let that tension create expansion in your heart and in your mind and in your life so that you can walk into that future that he is preparing for you. I want you to stand with me tonight. I want you to bow your head just for a moment because here, here's what I know. I, I know there's some people in the room and, and life is messing with your plan right now. Life is messing with your plan. You thought you would have more money saved by this time in life. You thought you would have a different title. Figured you'd have made it into the corner office by now. Didn't think that you would be unemployed. Didn't think that you would be transitioning into a different career. Didn't think that you would be facing what you're facing. And you just say, life is messing with my plan right now. I'm feeling that tension. I'm feeling that tension. But I'm not going to move in the wrong direction. I'm going to let that tension create my expansion. If that's you right now, come on. I just want you to slip your hand up there and say, that's me. Life is messing with my plan right now. Life is messing with my plan. Come on, you may have felt some anger. You may have felt some anxiety. You may have felt some fear. But but you know, life is messing with my plan. You can put your hands down. How How many of you know today that God's messing with your potential? Oh, God's messing with your potential. God's saying there's more in there. You can be more. You can do more. You can have more. I want to do more in you. I want to do more through you. And you know right now, God is messing with your potential. You feel that tension in your heart. Even as I'm talking, you feel that tension right now in your spirit and in your soul. You feel that tension right now. You feel it. You say, God's messing with my potential. But I'm going to let that tension lead to my expansion. Come on, that's you. Just slip your hand up right now and say, God, that's me. God, I recognize that God can mess with my potential. Hey, you don't even have to be happy about it right now. You're just just honest. Lifting your hand. God's messing with my potential. You can put your hands down. How many of you would say maybe over the last weeks, months, or year, There's been some miracles that have been messing with your preconception. God's done some things in your life that are really challenging you in what you even thought was possible, what you thought he could do, what you thought you could do. And you say, there's some miracles. There's been some miracles. And these miracles, are they're really messing with me right now. They are really, really, really messing with what is possible in my life. I'm carrying around tension. I can't deny that miracle. I can't deny that healing. I can't deny that open door. I can't deny that restoration. I can't deny that reconciliation. I can't deny it. It's there. It's a miracle. And it's messing with my preconception of what I what I thought God could do. And it's causing me to say, man, if God could do that, what else could he do? Well, if that's you right now, you got some miracles messing with you. Come on, lift up your hand. You got some miracles messing with your preconceptions of who God is and what He could do in you and through you. 
Come on, I want you right now as I pray. I just, I just want you, uh, as I pray for you, I just want you to pray for yourself. And, and I just want you to pray. And I just want you to, to tell God, God, I want this tension to create my expansion. Wherever you're feeling that tension right now, life is messing with your plan. God's messing with your potential. If, if your miracles are messing with your preconceptions, I don't know what it is. It may be one. It may be two. It may be all three. I don't know what is messing with you right now, but you feel that tension. And I I just want you to just tell God, say, God, let this tension create my expansion as I pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person in this place. God, I thank you, God, that the tension is for our expansion. God, I thank you. The tension is not there to make us miserable. The tension is not there uh, to cause us to be afraid. The tension is not there to cause us to move in the opposite direction. But God, the tension is for our expansion, God. And Lord, I pray that we would allow you to expand Expand us in every way. Expand our vision. Expand our faith, God. Expand our perseverance. Expand our commitment, God. Lord, expand us, God. Expand our thinking. Expand us in every way possible. God, we want to be everything that you want us to be. So, God, we pray in the midst of the tension. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not easy. In the midst of the tension, God, bring about our expansion so that we can step into the future that you are enlarging for us. Let us be prepared. Let us be mature. Let us be complete. Let us be not lacking anything. God, I pray right now right now specifically for those people that are shying away from the tension that comes from stretching. Praying for those that stretched at one time but have stopped stretching. They stopped stretching. of the difficulty has bled into hopelessness but they're on the verge of just getting out this is what I, I see in my mind I just I see a person sitting on the floor in the in the in the posture of stretching like of of stretching out and touching their toes and you're still sitting on the floor with with your legs out in front of you you're still in the posture but you're not stretching and you're tempted to get up you're tempted to get out of the posture you're tempted to walk away from that stretch 
could just speak right to your heart right now and let you know that the enemy has been twisting the tension. What is in your life, and it's there for your expansion, the enemy has taken it, and he's twisted the tension, and he's twisted it in your mind, and he's twisted it in your heart, and he's trying to convince you that there's something wrong with you. He's trying to convince you that, 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 that God's trying to send you a message through this, that, that, it, that it's negative. That God, God, the, in, the enemy is, is trying to pervert the tension. He's twisting the tension. twisting the tension and you're sitting there and you're in the posture but you're not you're not you're not leaning in you're not you're not you're not stretching right now and you're entertaining you're entertaining you're entertaining right now the twisting of the tension you're starting to believe some things about yourself and you're starting to believe some things about God and you're starting to believe some things about your future the enemy's twisting it right now and I just I just want to stand right before you today and I, and I want to expose that lie I'm speaking to some very specific people in this room right now I want to expose that lie right now the enemy is twisting the tension the tension that you feel is for your expansion. And the enemy does not want you to lean in. Yeah, life is hard, but, but right now it's not going as planned. But if you'll lean into it, God's going to get some glory out of it. Yeah, God's messing with your potential right now, but it is for your good. It's so that God can take you into the fullness of everything that he created you for. It's so that God can take you into the abundant life that he knows is possible for you. But the enemy is coming in and he's perverting it and he's twisting that tension and he's trying to convince you that it that it that it's ugly he's trying to convince you that it's not good he's trying to convince you and he's lying to you and you're entertaining it right now because you're not stretching let me just tell you you just need to make up your mind right now I am leaning forward and I am stretching I am leaning forward and I'm touching my toes tonight I might be in the posture but this posture is not good enough. I am leaning into the stretch. I am leaning into the tension because in this tension I will find my expansion. I'm not going to entertain this lie any longer. I'm not going to entertain this twisting of the tension any longer. No, 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 no. I am leaning into this tension in my life. The enemy's trying to keep you away from your expansion. Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around right now. Nobody, 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 nobody. This is not between you and your neighbor. This is between you and your creator. If you say, Philip, you are talk, you are talking straight to me. That was me. I was sitting there. I was in the posture, but I wasn't leaning in. I got a little tired of the tension. The tension got distorted in my mind. And you are speaking right to me right now. And you say, but I'm making a decision right now. I'm leaning in. I'm embracing that tension because that tension is for my good. And that attention is for my expansion. You say, you are talking to me right now. Come on, shoot your hand up right now because I'm going to pray for you. Shoot your hand up. I'm going to pray for you. Father, thank you tonight for exposing the lie. Thank you for exposing the lie. God, I declare freedom right now. 
freedom to stretch, freedom to lean in. God, I declare freedom right now, freedom, 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 freedom over every person that has a hand lifted right now. I declare your freedom, God. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. You said who the sun sets free is free indeed. God, I thank you that tonight people are going to lean into that stretch. People aren't going to resent the stretch. People are going to lean back from the stretch tonight, God. As a family, God, we're going to lean into that stretch. We're going to lean into the tension that comes when life doesn't go as planned. We're going to lean into the tension that comes when God starts messing with our potential. We're going to lean into the tension that comes from the miracles that start messing with our preconceptions. We're going to lean in tonight. We're going to see freedom begin to break through. Freedom's going to break through. Freedom is going to break through tonight. Tension is good. The tension is healthy. The tension is ordained by God. The same tension that the disciples felt is the tension that you're feeling right now. It is for your good. Because God has a plan. And that plan is to give you a hope and a future. It is to prosper you and not to harm you. It might hurt, but it's not going to harm you. It's tension. And it's for your gain tonight. Father, I pray we leave with this word sealed in our hearts. The tension is for my expansion. May we hold on to that truth throughout the rest of this week and throughout the rest of our lives. And may we step into that future that you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, if you believe it, put your hands together. Give God some praise tonight. Woo. Amen. Here at North Point Community Church, we believe in creating Christ-centered, culture-changing community through the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at ncc.team or follow us on any social media platform at CC North.